1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A young pastor who was fresh out of Bible school was conducting his first funeral. He was a little bit enthusiastic about his desire to comfort the mourners. And as the casket was being lowered into the grave, he said these words. Now remember, this is not our brother John that's being lowered into the grave. This is just his shell. The nut has gone. Now, an unfortunate choice of words there, but we know what he means, and we know too that what he was saying is true. When a person dies, it's the body that's committed to the ground. The person has gone to some other place. The Bible says that for the believer at death to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is far better than even life on planet Earth.
0: This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome to Set Free with author and pastor Ken Legg. I'm Phil Edwards and this week it's been quite interesting looking at the subject of life after death. Now just recapping on some of the ground we've covered this week, Ken, we started by looking at how Jesus experienced two things that we haven't yet experienced, that's death and Hades. He encountered both these realms so that he could conquer them and set us free from firstly the fear of death and secondly the eternal separation of soul and body. That's pretty great news, isn't it? Yes, Phil, it's it's good news indeed. Uh, Believers don't need to fear
1: death. Even though we will still experience the temporary separation of body and soul until the second coming, uh, we will be in a state of consciousness, first of all, and also a state of bliss, incredible blessedness, Mm. which is far better than what we
0: experience here on earth at our very best. Mm. We also saw there's a huge difference between what happens to the believer at death and what happens to the unbeliever.
1: Yeah, and I think the only way we can understand this is by fully understanding why Jesus needed to die. Uh, His death was the judgment of a holy God upon the sin of man. Uh, The Father accepts the death of the cross for the believing sinner. And, of course, he counts him, the the sinner, as having died in the person of his Son. Mm. And he counts the wrath which fell upon the Son as having fallen upon the believer. And he reckons the believer's sins as being fully transferred to the Son, so that he, that is Christ, is actually made sin for the believer. And thank God for that. How amazing. Yeah, and of course it doesn't end there, because then, of course, the righteousness of Christ's obedience under death is transferred to the believers and reckoned to be his own. That's the way God sees us now, as as being righteous. So that believer is passed out of death into life. He is one with God in Christ, and is eternally saved. So that's what happens to the believer. You know, they're judged to be righteous and they don't have a judgment to face in respect of sin. But those who reject Christ, of course, await a day of judgment when they will
0: stand before God without a Savior. And that's an awful thing. Mm, It's a terrible thing. And I'm sure there's many people listening that have loved ones who were believers and they passed away and they're wondering about them. What, What does God's word teach about them right now? Okay well, let's look at um, uh, one of the scriptures regarding that, and of course there
1: are many, but we're just going to look at second um, Corinthians chapter five. Uh, Paul himself was actually facing the, the likelihood of death himself. He was suffering, and, and sometimes that suffering brought him to the brink of death and it caused him to consider or if you like, reflect upon death. And this is what he said. He said in uh, chapter five of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter five and verse one, he said, "For we know that if our earthly house, that's our body, this tent, he referred to it, is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands that's eternal in the heavens. Now, let's just take a few moments to consider what that means. Um, you know, being face to face with death, you know, Paul was here looking at the prospect of death, but he didn't faint in the midst of his suffering because he knew that even if his body was destroyed, he had a home to go to in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, So he wasn't going to be, as it were, homeless. Uh, And of course, this heavenly body was eternal as opposed to the earthly body, which is temporal. So death doesn't destroy the soul. It doesn't even deprive it of a home. It gives it another home. So the soul doesn't cease to be, it doesn't go to purgatory. uh, It doesn't go into a state of unconsciousness. It's just absent from this body that we know now and present with the Lord. And in fact, Paul actually groaned to be there. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. How about that, Phil? Mm-hmm. He groaned to be there. In fact, he says it twice in this passage. How With much of an understanding of what was on the other side must he have had? Yeah. Of course, he did have that vision that took him there. And so kind of an advantage. Yeah, like right? the insider's secret, if you look <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs>
1: but death is not actually what Paul longed for, but what came after death. Yes, um, That's where our real home is. That's where we belong. Uh, we're only pilgrims here, of course, on earth, you know, right now
0: well in some ways it's a little like a holiday you know you don't long to go on that uh, long plane trip to the other side of the world it's what comes on the other side of that yeah it's crude a good analogy. analogy I like that it's a crude one but but it's true it's just a vehicle that takes us there
1: yeah and, and so he was reflecting on that and he was saying well look look at it this way we are no longer going to be in this home this body uh which of course is a body of sin it's something that um uh you know we wrestle with sin on a daily basis we have to you know, go through that civil war within the, the flesh against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. Mm. Uh, we're subjected to physical restrictions and limitations and so on. That will all be over. All the suffering of the body,
0: the weariness, the tiredness, the sickness, mm. disease and all those things will be over forever. Mm. How amazing. I mean, it also almost sounds like death is more attractive than uh, than life here and there. Well, that's, that's actually a good observation, uh, Phil, because um, the
1: next thing that Paul says in verse 5, he says, Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has also given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Now, that's that's an amazing thing. What he's saying is God is getting us ready for this. He's making us feel like we want to go when our time has come to go. He's given us the Holy Spirit, uh, which is like a small deposit of what is to come. If you like, you know, enjoying the presence of God now on earth, we'll enjoy it in a fuller sense when we go to be with the Lord. He says, in that sense, we walk by faith and not by sight. But then he says in this this in verse 8, he says, we are confident, yes, even well pleased, to be rather absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So he kind of concludes by saying, look, there's no dread, there's no fear, there's no sense of drawing back from death when our time comes because we know that we're going to a place that we've been prepared for and that has been prepared for us. Maybe I could just share you know, a beautiful um, um, uh, illustration of this wonderful thing, Phil. Uh, you remember when Jesus was on earth, he ministered to a blind man, and he anointed his eyes and told him to go and wash, and he said, how is it now? and He said, I see men like trees walking. Remember that? Mm. In other words, I see partially. So he anointed him again. Then he was able to see everything clearly. And, and I don't think it's because Jesus didn't have enough faith the first time. He only got a partial healing. Many of the miracles of Jesus were actually object lessons. Now, I see these things as two touches of, of, of God. The first one is the touch of grace. Now, we've had that and we experienced that in this life. God has touched us by his grace. Our eyes have been opened to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know, we see Through a glass darkly. We see dimly. It's a a bit of a blur, some of these things. you know, We've got many unanswered questions. Many times people say, but what about this? And what's going to happen about this? And so on and so forth. We see through a glass darkly. But that's the touch of grace. Now, when our time comes to leave this body and to go to be with the Lord, that's the touch of glory. Then we will know, the Bible says, even as we are known. Mm. Our eyes will be fully open. We'll see things that just are, are, are a total blur to us now and they'll all become clear. And, uh, um, you know, that's the kind of
0: fulfillment of all that we live for here on earth. Perhaps an appropriate way to to wrap this up, Ken, is there may be some people listening who haven't got to that point of putting their faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're a little like that king that you mentioned yesterday who hasn't prepared for the journey. Yeah. What should they do? You know, the greatest thing is that, um, that God is
1: only a prayer away. Just a simple prayer like, Lord, save me is all they need to pray. Lord, save me. You know, Jesus died on the cross for that very thing to be saved. So by their praying that prayer, they're putting their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and God will take them at their word. He will forgive them their sins. He will make them righteous and give to them the, the, the gift of eternal life.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. I hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.